The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 337 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host as always is... I'm Joe from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. How you doing, bro? Been better. Well, what's what's the matter here? What's going on? Uh, it's no secret, I don't think, at this point. Uh, I've been, you know, I posted about it on social media, so I've been uh, kind of deluged with people checking in, seeing how I'm doing. Um, it's pretty big loss this week, Gomez. I think. Uh, I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Um, but just when you when you have something around for so long, you kind of just expect it's always going to be there. And out of nowhere, maybe not out of nowhere, but suddenly um, the Goldbergs has been canceled. <laughs> after, after 10 years, they've canceled the Goldbergs on I, me. Do you know this was coming? Like, I mean, it's been 10 years, but jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my goodness. Uh, I, I, we, we could not make that joke today, right? <laughs> no, we had to. <laughs> um, Honestly, uh, guys, uh, for those of you that do follow me, for those of you who know me in any way, um, my dad died. Um, at, as you listen to this on Thursday, it'll be a week. Um, and it sucks. And listen, um, he was sick for a long time. And I've known that today would eventually come, you know? And it's weird when you think you're prepared and, and ready for something. And then it comes and you find out that you absolutely were not. Yep. And I should be pretty happy. I should be happy that because he was suffering, he was in a lot of pain. And this has been a long and protracted uh, time that this has been going on. And, uh, you know, it's still hard to get yourself in the headspace where you can accept the happiness about it. But... Yeah. What I keep trying to tell myself is I am very lucky to have had now both my parents around into my 40s because a lot of people do not get that. You know, I could sit here and say that I had the best parents in the world until, you know, into my 40s. And a lot of people don't get that. And a lot of people who were my friends uh, didn't even make it long enough Uh you know, Gomez, you and I, our friend Mo is coming up on nine years that he's he's been gone. So, I mean, and then just other people that we've lost along the way who didn't even get the chance to live their lives like my dad did. So I think in I try to put it in I try to put myself in that kind of headspace to um, kind of easy. I mean, but um 
you know, the fact that he's no longer in pain and the fact that literally everything that man wanted in life, he had, you know, for my father, it was just about having his family. That's, that's really all his life was around. And, but I'm not happy. I'm not happy because honestly, because I'm selfish, you know, I, I, I still have so much that I want to do in life that I wanted to be able to show him and have him be proud of, you know, I'm not happy because um, I have, I think of things like, you know, my dad coming home from work and crawling down on the floor to play with the He-Man figures with me. Um, or the fact that we would, we would play wiffle ball in the backyard and he would never let me win <laughs> until, until I was finally able to do it legitimately. You gotta learn, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not happy because I have these memories of going to Disney World as, you know, an eight-year-old and being fed what felt like an endless supply of Mickey Mouse ice cream sandwiches because my mom wasn't there. So my dad's way of parenting was just ice cream sandwiches and then go to Denny's. Uh, You know, and I'm not happy because I remember him coming to my WrestleMania dress-up party in a floral dress because he thought that made him look like Rikishi. And basically, I just... I'm not happy because I wasn't ready to be the only one with those memories instead of being able to share them. I think I I wasn't prepared, honestly, because I just didn't want to be. Of course, yeah. Of course. You know, I I knew I was lucky to have my father. Everybody has a father, right? But not everybody gets to have a dad. Mm -hmm. There is a difference there. And I had a dad. 100%. And I'm... And I'm going to miss him. And um, every day I will be thankful for the life I have that he provided for me. And um, I don't necessarily believe in anything um, beyond this life. But if there is such a thing, I hope he's got a good table at Denny's and he's saving (laughs) me a seat. Because that fucking man loved Denny's. I don't understand it. I... He, he fucking loved Denny's. In my little realm, uh, we don't say goodbye. We say good journey. Live the journey. So uh, I'll have my memories. I'll have my stories. I'll have my tales. Um, my dad was a good guy. He was a great father. A wonderful husband for 40, almost 43 full years. Crazy. More than anything, he was a decent human being. So that is something to aspire to. And finally, I guess mercifully, he can finally be at peace and relax and know that we'll be okay. So good journey, Pops. It's not like I'm going to act like he never existed. It's not like I'm going to stop talking about him or remembering things. It's not the way I'm built. 
Um, but if you don't laugh, you'll cry. And I've done a lot of crying this week. I will no doubt do more crying as uh, the time goes on. But right now it is time to try to make you laugh, make other people laugh, because that's what I know and that's what I think I'm moderately good at. (laughs) So I'm going to do my best today to talk about a fucking ridiculous movie of a bear getting high on drugs. A lot of drugs, bro. And I think my dad would appreciate that (laughs) because it is definitely the type of movie he would have asked me to take him to go see. I love when you took your dad to see Transformers and shit, bro. It's the best. (laughs) So, yeah. So, we're going to do that today. Um, I know a lot of of people didn't necessarily check in to see whether the pod would be delayed or not, but fear not. Uh, If there's one thing my dad taught me, it is hard work. You're talking about a man who most times worked two to three jobs at a time. Um, So, I could always have a good Christmas or a good birthday, or go to a better school. Um, the one thing I've always taught my, or told myself was that I never wanted to be in a position where I felt like I had to work as hard as my dad did, or as hard as both my parents did. Um, thankfully, I'm, I've kind of done that. So this is not work for me. This is me getting to have a good time with my friend and the friends who come and listen to this. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you for reaching out. Your condolences, your well wishes. My family appreciates that. Um, and thank you for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you listen to podcasts or if you're watching here on YouTube. Uh, follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez. Remember to leave a five-star review wherever it is that you find this. If you do, screenshot it, send that five-star review to us at Cardomez on Twitter, and we will send you an autographed 8x10 as a thank you. And how about leaving some goddamn reviews, you fucking jackals? How been about- a while, bro. It's been, it's been a, a long time, time, bro. Come on. <laughs> oh. So, oh. Gomez, now that we have that out of the way, what's been going on? We're, we're recording. I think we should say this. We're recording yes. a couple days earlier than normal because you have a, your big Disney trip coming up yes. this week. And my dad, in his infinite wisdom and ways of fucking with me, because my dad had, once I got to the point of being like 19, 18, somewhere in that area, my dad kind of transitioned from being like a parent parent into becoming like more like a buddy in a way. Oh yeah. And uh, came out to the strip club with me and my friends on my 19th birthday, (laughs) you know, we fucking rib each other all the time, talk a lot of shit to each other. And I truly think he picked this time to finally tap out because he knows how much I hate the cold weather. And now I have to fly to New York in a goddamn ice storm. (laughs) And you can't convince me otherwise that he didn't do this shit on purpose. Bro, New York's been talking. Are we going to get snow this year? There's no snow this year. <laughs> well, it's coming for you, baby. <laughs> uh, even even my mom said, is like, even my mom was like, you know what? I do think he did this on purpose. So fucking funny, bro. <laughs> so he had to get his last ribbon. So the joke is on me. Oh, 
Make sure you wear pants, bro. Please. You got, I, you got... I don't fucking own pants. <laughs> I don't know why people don't understand this. Why it's so you should have one pair. You just so have here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. I have like a suit and yeah. that has pants. But like I wear that suit like once every handful of years. And then I also have one pair of jeans that I haven't even fit into in probably five or six years. So we are on chalk line shorts nonstop in this house. And now you're making me go into a goddamn ice storm. The hell is wrong with you people? Do you do you have like do you wear tights under your shorts at least? Can you get a pair of tights, tights. or something? You know. The fuck am I going to yoga class? <laughs> but it'll keep you warm. At least you'll have a layer. How will it make my butt? It'll make my butt look good, right? It probably yes. It'll probably nice keep things nice and tight and firm in there. Yeah, right. Ooh, uh, maybe. maybe I'll look into it. <laughs> I know the younger kids. But right? do I have them? them now? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so it's supposed to be snowing. I'm leaving on Tuesday to head out to Disney. It's supposed to be rain or snow. Hopefully not too crazy. Oh, my goodness. I hate this. Like, are, I'm you like ready for, are you ready for the warm weather? It's nice. I, it's beautiful here in Florida. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, we had looked, you know, when we were making our plans for the trip, we looked at temperatures and stuff. We were like, all right, early March seems like it's, you know, it's warm, but it's not too crazy. Nope, it's going to be 90 on Shiloh's birthday, bro. Nice yep. and hot. Oh, shit. I don't know. It's going to be. <laughs> and it's not necessarily the heat here. It's the humidity. Mm. So you're about to fucking mm. baste, my man. Mm, like <laughs> I'm already dreading Disney. Like it's a it's a excitement, but also like oh my god, like it's a lot. And so now with the heat on top of it, oh my goodness. I mean, it makes packing easy. Right now, we definitely just all shorts, all keeping everything loose. Maybe one pair of pants for nighttime if it drops or something. Right? I don't know. If it <sighs> drops, it was at nine o'clock last night. It was seventy five degrees. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's still be it's the drop, you know. When I go out to smoke my cigarettes, I just go naked and hope no one watches. <laughs> I step out onto my patio, like I don't give a like, you know, it's it's dark out. The problem is I live on the first floor, so people can drive by and see me, you know. <laughs> but I, you know, as if they do, I just kind of wave and say, uh, "Don't act like you're not impressed, pal." Just stop. Swinging it around. I mean, I'm wave, I, I don't, no, no, no. wave at them. I'm, I'm not trying to <laughs> brag. I'm just, I'm, I'm just very proud of young Junior there. Uh, you should always, always be proud. <laughs> oh goodness! So yeah, Disney's coming. We're excited. We all excited. <sighs> we uh, we have an open day on Saturday. We don't know what we're gonna do on Saturday. Uh, Grandpa wants to go to a beach. I think a beach is like two hours away, right? Like, so is there anything? A, a beach from where you guys are is going to be a a while away. Mm. Is it nice enough? Like, if we do take a, like a an hour or so, I drive? would say if you're going to make the investment in a beach, your best bet would to go would be to go past Tampa into Clearwater, which is one yeah, of the I... most beautiful beaches in probably in the United States, in the continental United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're looking at a good probably two hours. If we make a day of it, I mean, I don't mind drive. I just, I don't know, two hours for a beach. I don't know, right? People drive an hour. It's only a little. I don't know. I mean, we do have Cocoa Beach here. It's, it's fine. It's nice. It's a lot nicer than the beaches you're used to in New York. I'm but sure. I, I don't necessarily <laughs> know that it's, you know, 
look, you'll have a good time. A beach is a beach, right? But I mean, there yeah. there is a, a difference in quality of beaches out there. Let's not act like there isn't. Mm, damn. How uh, is there a a Krispy Kreme that's close to Disney? Is it like is it pretty close? Uh, like off I the top of my head, I don't know, but there are Krispy yeah. Kremes scattered throughout. So okay, I, I need my hot and fresh donut, bro. Whoo, I'm dying for it. I can't wait. That sign light up. It's been a long time since I got to see that sign light up, bro. Come well, on. when when Pete and I used to live in Tampa, we had the Krispy Kreme right there. So I remember yes, when, when you right guys there. came. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we did like Gasparilla together and stuff. All of a sudden, I'd wake up and you, you were already out of the house. By the time I woke up, you were up, showered, dressed, had run errands to come back with Krispy Kreme for everybody because Gomez was not missing hot and fresh time at Krispy Kreme. For hot and fresh, bro. I'm ready. <laughs> I still can't believe Krispy Kreme is so few and far between in New York. So what I see a lot now is a supermarket, like a ShopRite and they or something carry, like but that. It's, that's not Walmart, you know, so it's like I can at least get like that, you know, um, sometimes they do special donuts for the month yeah. or whatever. So like they had the cookie butter donut that had come out about two or three months ago and I was able to try that. I was like, oh, this is cool. I get to try this. But yes, I, it's not hot and fresh, bro. Mm. Yeah. Maybe Jimmy John's. Maybe I'll hit up a Jimmy John's. Oh, you could do better than that. What, what's a good sandwich? Right? We could bring sandwiches into the park, right? So, you know, I need a little, little you? sandwich. You're eating at Disney, baby. You got yeah, the app. You, or we you need order. a few things so we could just pop in our mouth without having to wait. Oh, not me. But listen, because when I'm looking at Disney stuff, we're looking at all like the sweet shit. Like me and yeah. Kelly are like, oh, we're going to have this thing and this thing, this donut with ice cream. And we ready. But for regular food, you know, we got to feed the kid regular food. Chicken nuggets and french fries. Don't don't all kids eat that? Uh, we have dinner reservations one of the days. Well, we have two of days. We don't know if we're going to do both. I think the dinner with Minnie sounds a little better than Chef Mickey, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I, I don't really do any. I'm the wrong person to tell you because I'm very yeah. basic when I go to Disney. I don't necessarily explore a lot on my own. Uh, depending on who I'm with, it, the their level of Disney knowledge and fandom is when I will go to different restaurants and stuff. So that's when I'll go to the Trader Sam's bar, which okay. is like a, one of these, if you know, you know, type things like you can't Ooh. make a reservation. You just have oh, to wow. show up, put your name Ooh. on a list and wait to be called. And it's like, just, you know, somewhat exclusive. Um, or you go to Ohana's or something, you know, something like that. But like, that's not something I go do on my own. So it really depends yeah. on the people I'm with. Yeah, see, I, that's what I mean. I, it's, if it was just me, I'm good with that. But it's the little kid. The little kid is very picky. She only eats a couple things. So I'm like, uh, you know, well, maybe a little, little corky's gonna sandwich. learn today. <laughs> this guy with the corky, I'll tell you, she's gonna be angry at you. She will not. How can I gotta be her favorite uncle? And I would think it's because she sees me so sparingly, she doesn't have an opportunity to get sick of me. Sure, I, that could be it. Yeah, but uh, you know. All her uncles she see, you know, Uncle Nick comes by once in a while. He definitely, he's definitely not the favorite. <laughs> he's definitely not my favorite. <laughs> but yes, as for friends, you know, she don't really see a lot of her, her uncles, so maybe she will let it slide because she'll be so excited to see. So excited to see this, you know, uh, this chubby little cubble stuffed with fluff. I wonder if she tries to wrestle you. She might try to wrestle you, you know. Oh, I'm going to throw her over the top rope. 
She'll love it. <laughs> she will love it. That she will love. I'll be like, we, you start, we're leaving you here. At Disney, you, you deal with it. We'll give a total elimination before bed. We'll put her oh out. Oh, my God. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Try it all the time. <laughs> oh, but yeah, Disney. Just been packing this week. A lot of, do we have everything? Everything good? We got this? So I, so I think if, we're good. If I'm not mistaken, you really didn't do Disney as a kid, right? I did Disney one time when I was 12 years old. So Okay. So know. is there something you're looking forward to for yourself? Not necessarily for your I understand when you go with a kid, it's more about getting to experience it through their eyes, you know, and, and their excitement and stuff. But what about you? Is there anything you, Michael Jonathan Gomez, are excited for? I uh, I'm excited for Star Wars stuff, of course. I hear it's great. Like, just waiting on the line is fun. Looking at all the bullshit, right? Like, they got all these things. You look like, oh, look at this. Like, I'm excited for that. Like, I think one of the best things about the whole area area is right when you walk in and, like, the whole world kind of opens up to you because it's blocked out in a way. But, like, once you're in, like, you can't see anything. So, it's you're completely immersed in the Star Wars experience. And, like, when you walk in... And you see this giant life-size Millennium Falcon yeah. just sitting there before you. It's like a, oh. Yeah. You know, even if you're just a, a casual Star Wars fan, it's still very, very, I mean, you can't help but get excited for it. Yeah. And like that whole area, because that's also where like the Pixar stuff is. So I've never seen that stuff. I'm excited to see how the Pixar stuff looks. You know, that's exciting. And you guys, uh, they have story. a parade. They have a Pixar parade. Oh, you see, that's even better. I even know. See, I love that. So I'm, I'm excited. I will tell you, I have a very big problem with the Pixar parade. Oh, what's the matter here? This motherfucking lots of loving bear, lots of he hugging. Shows bear, up. The He's on a float. And Fuck people, hell. people cheer for him. Fuck that. This, people, this is a bad bear. He tried to murder the Mur toys. Bro, that scene is crazy. And so I sit there and I boo, I boo that bear for what he did or what he tried to do. Thankfully, he was unsuccessful. That's but great. other people, including children, are like, oh, Lotso. And I'm like, you people, you children are so fucking stupid. You dumb bastards. What are you encouraging here? That's bad parenting. And if little Corky, if little Corky starts cheering for Lotso bear, there's going to be some issues. We're gonna watch Inside Out tonight. We're gonna we're, that's oh, our last cool. that's our last Disney movie. We've been trying to watch some things of people we might see at Disney, stuff like that. Is she excited for character meet and greets? So here's the thing. This is my biggest problem. And one of the reasons like I'm like, ugh, about it is her favorite thing is Moana. You're Moana, not gonna meet Moana don't exist like that at yeah. Disney. And so this is my biggest problem. There's a Moana World opening, maybe later this year. <sighs> It's been delayed a few times, and it's just like, ugh. So she does like Frozen, so I think she'll be excited to see the Frozen people. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like I just, you know, she sees Wreck It Ralph, right? She loves Vanellope and shit like that. Mm -mm. No, they're not gonna be around. You see what I'm saying? Like I don't like. That's the thing, Disney. Like, oh, it's Disney. She's not really a Disney girl. She likes Disney. She likes, but the not princesses. the classic Disney. But she don't like classic shit. Like we have to force her four hundred times to watch Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, and she does like it. But to get her to to hit play, she's like, yeah, yeah, you know. And even then, 
you know, she likes Mulan, you know, like, no, it's, it's like, not going to happen. It's so, you ain't getting no Mushu at, <laughs> at Magic so, Kingdom. Yeah. She likes Raya and the Last Dragon. No, oh, that, uh, no, definitely That's not. too new. Like, you know, so like all the things she likes is I know it's going to be sparing. Like, it's like Frozen. Yes, let's do Frozen stuff. And then the rest is like, oh, his mini, you, you excited? So I don't know. So I'm very, but think she likes rides. She does love roller coasters. Okay. So she will have a good time going on all the rides. So the HUD's going to be an awesome amusement park that has Mickey Mouse show up every once in a while. Okay. You know, like I think that's how it's going to be. So. so hopefully I will be there with you um, on the Thursday, the day this episode comes out. So while you guys are listening to this episode, yes. hopefully I will be seeing Gomez at Hollywood Studios. Yes, can't wait. Maybe we'll take a a video or two of us eating some some yummy food. Maybe yeah, we'll go on uh, the Tower of Terror. Ooh, and I know this is gonna be a big one for you, Gomez. Because do you know who hangs out on the queue at the Tower of Terror? I don't actually. Well, who's over there, bro? It's those of you who have been longtime listeners to this show know this is a big deal for Gomez. So it's Goofy and Max. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know they over there. They're not, they just are. They're not part of the ride or anything. <laughs> but when you're on the queue, once you get to a certain point in the queue, a lot of the times Goofy and Max are just hanging out. So it's not like a traditional meet and greet, but like it. you can kind of just like get in front of them and they'll yeah. pose and take a picture with you, whatever. Oh my God. That's great. I was going to wear my uh, no, power, no power line, line but... however. So I'm going to wear my power line. Power line was there for the Mickey's not so scary uh, Halloween festivities. And then Max dressed as power line was really what it was. That's so good. (laughs) And that's where you get a lot more of those obscure characters or on those type of events and stuff. So you get like Jafar or Jack Skellington or uh, Judy Hopps was there, you know, so it was great to see all that kind of stuff. That is cool. I think, I think she's going to have a great time. I think we'll have a great time. I think you there leading the way, I think that'll be good. It'll help us navigate, get to maximum ride. So we're excited to have you. And uh, I'm just, come on. I'm nervous. Let's have a good time. By the time you listen to this, Gomez is going to be pulling his hair out. He's like, oh, I hope Gomez is having fun in Disney. Oh, I'm just screaming. Please no rain. Please no horrible weather where the kid just wants to go back to the room. Oh, goodness. So we'll see. Well, you'll hear all about it next week. Folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Gomez, uh, coming off last week, I mentioned a show called, um, what was it? Animal whatever with Joel McHale. Animal oh, Control. Yeah. Animal Control. I watched the second episode you of this. You did? You're crazy. <laughs> and I, I said I was going to keep watching it just because it's it's not fair to cut it off after one episode. You know? Sure. And just after a second episode, I just... I do not see any path to me finding any of this likable. I, it's a very weird premise to just like, I don't know who was like, yo, you know, let's do like this kind of workplace thing, but animal could I just don't see like how that even made it to the stage that's on TV. That's just Joel McHale's got some pull, I guess, you know. Look, I and we like Joel McHale. He's I great. mean Community was a big show for both of us, and he was good on the soup for when he was the host Love of the that soup, for a, 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 a long time. Great. It's just I I do not I do not see the path to no. enjoyment from this show. No, I can't. Uh, I watched the new show this week, Joe. 
I was like, uh, let me check this out. People have been talking about it, got good ratings. I uh, caught the new Night Court, the Night Court reboot. Oh, really? I see. I haven't. Yes. I'm a big Night Court fan, the original oh. one. I used to watch in syndication all the time, but I have not yet kind of sat down to try to watch the new one. I was digging it. I like it. Uh, I don't think it's like a, a laugh a minute. Like I'm not cracking up, but the jokes are landing. I am laughing throughout the show. Uh, the story is 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 nice. It involves uh, people from the past coming back. John Larroquette is the main part of it, and the story is about uh, the judge who was in Night Court. Harry, this is his mm -hmm. daughter. Yeah, trying to do good, do like him. You know, be a a role model for the community and shit like that. And so it's her trying to navigate that. And uh, it's good. The characters are good. I'm enjoying it. I watched like three or four episodes. I don't think it's like the funniest thing. It's not the best thing on TV, but you will laugh and you will enjoy it, I think. Especially if you have on, that. This is an NBC show, correct? NBC. I caught it on Peacock. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what day of the week. I don't know what day's shows yeah. are on. You, you know what my biggest problem is? I don't necessarily go to the Peacock app to just check out new stuff. I went there purposely. I said, you know what? I was looking. Um, we've been watching AP Bio. I don't know if you've ever okay. watched this show. I know of it. I So it's on Peacock. So we've been watching that. It's good. We're on the second season. It's just something to have on in the background. We're chilling and shit like that. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing too crazy. It stars the guy from um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Dennis. Uh, Dennis. Yes. So He's, like he's also teacher. the voice of uh, Fred on the Velma show. Yes, he is. And he's one of the better parts of that show. I do like the Fred on that show. I did finish Velma. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. How you feel? And, uh, that's uh, where we'll leave it. It's over. Did they tie things up or was everything like so oh, they, next season? They, like... No, they did tie everything up. And um, I would say it was less than satisfactory. It just the same thing we, we spoke about the last time is who yeah. is this show geared towards? Yeah, I got it. Don't know. Can't tell you. The worst. We uh we're all caught up on Abbott Elementary. You ever watched that? No, nope, like never the, watched it. That's on that's an ABC show. I believe that's on Wednesdays or okay. Tuesdays. But I, know, I watched it on the Hulu. Right now, Night Court is on my list to check out yeah. and also The Last of Us. I see a lot of people talking about The Last of Us. I, I've never played the game. I know of it, whatever. Uh, so I know that there are some very dedicated fanboys who have issues with the liberties taken by the story because it deviates from the original storyline of the game. But sure. this is not about a fucking game. They're making a four television They're program to try to appeal to people outside of just the game's fan base. Yeah. So maybe if you accept that, you could just get a little more enjoyment out of it. So we watched that first episode. We really enjoyed it. We haven't gone back because episode three is supposed to be this big emotional episode. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone talks about it even before the season. They're like, when you get to episode three, they're doing something real special here. So when we're watching our shows and stuff, it's the end of the day. We're chilling. A lot of times we ain't looking for something heavy. We ain't yeah, looking for yeah, something yeah. emotional, shit like that. Or something that. that you have to pay complete pay attention so to. so much attention That's, that's to. a big part of it for me as well. Exactly. You know, it's 9 o'clock. We just put Charlotte to bed. We chilling. Like, we ain't trying. So we like, no, we want to watch AP Bio where someone's just being silly to these little high school kids cracking yeah, jokes. Something like, easy. Perfect. Something easy. You know, we'll watch a movie, but not all the time. Even then, it's like, you want to watch it? Let's not watch this. Let's, I always try to do like a horror comedy. I'm not trying to watch some rough-ass 
you know, fucking inside, yeah, yeah. you know, something like that all the time. So it makes it hard. But I've been hearing that it's so good. So maybe like on the plane or something, you know, we're just kind of chilling. No big deal. I don't know. But we'll get to it because I hear it's great and I do want to watch it. You know, I got all these podcasts lined up. You know, I'm, like, I'm, I'm one of those people when like uh, like for this show, like I'm sure maybe sometimes people go, oh, they're talking about cocaine beer. So I'm not going to listen. I'm going to listen in a couple of days when I yes. go see the thing. So I got these podcasts that want to talk about Last of Us. I got so many episodes now because it's like every yeah. week episode. episode. Like, oh, I got to catch up, bro. My goodness, things are piling up. When the trade deadline for NBA, bro, everybody dropped an emergency emergency pod. episodes. Yeah, so it was an emergency pod for Kyrie, for Katie, for LeBron breaking the thing. I listened to like forty hours of basketball <laughs> content that week. I was like, oh my god, it's crazy. Now, when you listen to this, do you listen to it at regular speed? Because I'm not a regular speed person. No, nah, I'm a one point seven. It just I'm, I'm about right. a one point six. It feels uh, right because if I listen to this podcast fast, it's too fast. I just think we talk fast. It sounds natural to me. Everyone sounds sleepy when I'm listening to a podcast. You ever so listen to Joe Rogan? He's like, hey, everybody. I listen to us at one point. I listen to all my podcasts at 1.6. Uh, I think we're a little fast for that. See, I Sometimes think we're I'm fine just because I'm used to it now. Sure. Um, I know people who like D freedom listens to everything at three point something as fast That's as he can, because crazy. he's, con- he's trying to consume, consume so consume, much consume. Yeah. that, and somehow he's able to comprehend, understand, you can retain and, it. Yeah. And that's, retain. And that's, a, he, that's but he's the exception to the rules. Yes. No. I uh, I do my yeah. books. When I listen to audio books. Everything's at least one point seven. I just it feels right. I don't know. It just even it when really... I go to two, if I go to like a, a flat two, it seems like too much for me. Yes, like it, that's right. Sometimes it's one point five for this book, and then this one's one point eight. Yeah. It's all about how the person's talking. I just I talk to some of my friends, and a lot of them seem to do that. I don't know if it's just like a nap. Maybe other people in other parts of the country talk a little slower. They're yeah. More, to me, I'm like, bro, pick up the pick, get to what was when, when I Junior. when I listen to a podcast now on regular speed. However, I'm just like, oh my god, like, is this what we sound like? I, is this how we sound? Like, are we the, like? It sounds asleep. It's like true, you said. Like I like uh, I don't really listen to Joe Rogan, but if I see like a clip, uh, he's talking so slow because he's also high, so yeah. he's just kind of, and I'm like, bro, he's like. So, uh, and I'm like, how could you listen to this guy for three hours with all that? No idea. Like pause in the middle. Like it's got, that's good to it, bro. Oh. So one thing I want to bring up, Gomez, we spoke about this a long time ago. Oh, I love uh, that. Super seven has been doing oh, ultimate of the Thundercats. Yes. I remember that was a while ago. And over a year ago, I yeah. put in a pre-order yeah. for the Thunder Tank. <laughs> oh, yes. The Thunder Tank has finally started to ship. I have not gotten mine yet, but I've seen pictures from the people who have. Looks good. It is massive. <laughs> so, as I've said in the, you know, somewhat recently, I've been trying to whittle down my collection to the thing. I may have to buy like a storage shed or something to find someplace. The thing is enormous. Is this is it going right on eBay? You just gonna sell it right off? Like no, it's not. I want you're gonna keep it. I want to hold on to this because I want to hold on to the Thundercats. I want to keep some Thundercats representation. 
but I genuinely don't know no. what to do with this. From everything imagine. I've seen, I can't imagine how big the shipping box is going to be when it gets here. And Super 7, I give it to them. When they have these big bulky products, they do pack it and ship it in a very safe manner. Like when I got the Snake Mountain that they did for Masters of the Universe, that thing was like a Russian nesting doll, like a box inside a box inside of, with plastic things on I the corners imagine. to Hell ensure yeah. it didn't, you know, when you're paying oh. premium money for that. The Thunder Tank, I believe, I was 450 bucks. So, you, you know, you don't want a dented box if you're that kind of collector or you want to display the box or keep it mint in box. So, geez, that's going to be here soon. I, I'll probably show it off for uh, next week's episode. Hopefully I'll have it by then. When uh, when people get those big uh, things like that, the big vehicles, do they leave them in the box? Is that something they take out of the box? Oh, or... no. You take it out. You display okay. it. You probably put a couple figures in it. Because uh, I know people are. You know, they like to leave things in boxes. But that's such a big, like, I would M- hope Maybe, that... like, you would display the box because the box, yeah. the artwork on the box yeah, that's what I would, I would is, keep... is incredible. Yeah. But right the... now, it's it's one of those things where it's going to stay in the box for me for at least you got until, no place I, to put it, until yeah. I figure out what I'm doing with it. Yeah. Yeah. Got to build some shelves or something. Just a whole wall of just... Different shapes, shelves, so you could put the well, little guys I'm, here. Right, I'm currently um, in the process of house hunting. Sure. So uh, as I, I'm factoring in that I want to have a room that is a toy display slash office where I can kind of just do this podcast and have all my yeah. stuff around, and then have it all set up know, yeah. to play some video games, dip into there, watch the Mets, good stuff. You know, it's baseball season again. We're getting spring training games already, Gomez. Yeah, but I meant to ask you about the Mets. The Mets they signed this uh Asian guy, right? This he's a pitcher what like I a said, while yeah. ago. Is is he Asian, Japanese? I don't even Japanese, know. Japanese, right? yeah. Japanese. Uh is he good? Like is he uh so he's he's good in the uh NBP. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh it's just how's that gonna translate to major league baseball? Sure. Everybody thinks he's gonna be pretty good. He did get a five year contract, fifteen million dollars a year. If he performs the way we hope he will. It'll be a great deal because $15 million for a starting yeah, that's pitcher nothing. is almost a bargain at this point. But it's all a wait and see. So he seems see. like he's ready for it. He seems like he's prepared. He wanted to be in a big city because I guess he's from Tokyo, which is a very that's big it. city, a commercial <laughs> landscape. So he, he wanted to be in that kind of setting. So hopefully, we'll, you know, we'll see. Hopefully he's built for it. He's on number three. Is that? Uh... Yeah, I think that's where we're going right now is he's uh, probably the number three starter. Okay, well, I'm, I'm excited for baseball. I am. It's coming. I'm, you know, uh... I, I'll tell this story here. This is going to, like, I, I texted it to you guys in our little group chat. This is a little weird one. So, my, like I said, my dad died Thursday. Thursday, I came home, sat on the couch, literally drank a bottle and a half of Captain Morgan. Drank myself to sleep. Uh, I had a dream. And in this dream, I was playing chess with Joey Votto from the Cincinnati Reds. Now, Joey Votto is one of my favorite non-New York Met baseball players. I've, I've always enjoyed Joey Votto. I think he's very interesting, and I, I just like his game very much. So I follow him on all his social media, whatever I find. You know, I just enjoy him. But for some reason, I'm playing chess with Joey Votto. And in this dream, as we're playing chess, we're just having regular conversation and we're talking about life and we're talking about hitting and we talked about the NHL playoffs. And at the end of the dream, Joey Votto says to me, Hey man, 
baseball season's coming. So hopefully it'll bring you some joy. I know things are tough right now, but hopefully baseball can help cheer you up. And I said, thank you, Joey Votto. And at some point I woke up. And the next morning, after having this weird dream about Joey Votto, I turn on my Xbox because I just want to kind of sit and just do nothing. And I was going to put on NBA 2K, but it was downloading an update. So I had to wait for this fucking download to come through because fucking updates. And uh, instead of waiting, I just decided to play MLB The Show. So I put on MLB The Show and I go back into my road to the show mode. And then after one series, it comes like, you know, your unlockables and everything, your progression. And it turns out I've unlocked a Joey Votto event card. (laughs) That's so that's so crazy. <laughs> so I have this dream about Joey Votto tell him, you know, telling me to keep my chin up with everything going on. And then the very next day, I unlock Joey Votto. So I like I said, I don't necessarily believe in a lot that's beyond what we see, but sometimes, man, fuck. <laughs> shit just hits you right in the fucking face, doesn't it? Uh Joey Votto, bro. <laughs> So if anyone if anyone listening to this knows Joey Votto and wants to pass along this story, like <laughs> thank you, Joey Votto. I've enjoyed your work for a long time, and I appreciate your kind words in a weird dream I had. I just love to play chess. It's just <laughs> so, but like Joey plays chess on like he puts pictures of it. Like he got into that in the off season or whatever. I love it. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. I don't know much about it. I just know Joey Votto never popped out, right, for the longest time. He never popped out to uh, the infield or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, streak. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. That's a crazy thing. Baseball's crazy. Yes. You excited for the pitch the pitch clock, right? Uh, I am. That... I absolutely am. Uh, so How's I, like it going I said, so far? We're recording this on Saturday. Yesterday, so, uh, we're recording this. Uh, it is Saturday, right? Sunday. Today's, today's Sunday, yes. So Saturday – if you're listening to this on Thursday, the past Saturday, they had the first game that ended on a pitch clock violation called for a strike. So the game the game ended in a tie with the bases loaded and two outs. <laughs> and people are going nuts. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, this is what we need. Like, the I watched the Mets game. It was the first one they televised um, uh, against the Marlins. Two and a half hours. With a different pitcher every inning because it's spring training. But two and a half, you get me in and out of a game in two and a half hours, I'll tell you what. There are very few people on this planet who love baseball like I do. You know what I don't need? An extra five hours of baseball every night. Give me the game. Get me out of there. If I want to go watch another game, another one, the players, yeah. yes, let me do that. But I don't need fucking nine hours of just a slog. I never have. And if you go on YouTube and watch like an older game from the 80s or the 90s, you see that and you go, oh, my God, like the next pitch is already like it stands out how much of a difference in the pace of play there is. So if this is going to help and if this is going to legitimately cut a half hour, 45 minutes off the length of the game. Yes, absolutely. So I don't want to hear people bitching and moaning that, oh, this isn't right. Oh, this isn't fair. Yeah, Shut the fuck up and play. Like, right? Isn't that what we tell people all the time? Shut up and dribble. Shut up and swing the bat. That's it. You don't need only, to adjust your batting gloves every three seconds. No. The only thing you should complain about is the extra inning bullshit with the runner on second base. That oh, the zombie runner. Well, that, that needs to end. That's the, the It's not going anywhere. I know. They just, like, 
ratified they, it to yeah. basically be a rule forever. That's, but even then, I look at it as, you know what? If it's going to help us get the game done, it's the regular season. Obviously, we're going to have different rules for the postseason. It's like having the shootout in the NHL. Yes. For the regular season, I get it. It's not fucking real hockey. I don't give a shit. Let's finish the game. We're not going to keep these guys on the ice fucking nine hours. Yes. Let's get it. Let's get, finish it up. And in the playoffs, we're going to play actual hockey. Is that okay yeah. with everyone? Uh, it's true. Like, how many 18-inning games are classics? Usually it's boring, right? It's they're like, usually oh, very boring, yes. It's usually boring. So Look, I they're, they're a novelty when they happen because... It's like, oh, they're... wow. But they suck. But they, yeah, they suck. <laughs> like, uh, we, we go through every fucking pitcher available. Now, all of a sudden, we're down to our backup shortstop who's got to throw four innings. And even that has lost the novelty, lost the appeal. It's happened too much. Yeah. Because it's happened so much over the past couple of years where games are in blowouts. And it used to be like, oh, my God, it's a position oh, player on yeah. the mound. We're see, you know, now, like, fucking Williams Astadio, when he was with the Twins, had enough innings to qualify for the ERA title. The Twins got That's blown crazy. Up so, like, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm using a little bit of hyperbole, but, like, he would have, like, five appearances a year as a fucking pitcher. This is something I only want to see once or twice a year, and I'm getting one guy doing it a handful of times. Like, what is this? Uh, real fast, you mentioned hockey. Uh, are the Boston Bruins still winning every game? Yes. Like, uh, they're fucking on fire. Like and, I... and last night, their goalie scored a goal. <laughs> wow, they really just killing it. <laughs> Linus Olmark had, had the opportunity. Uh, I, I forget who they were. I think Vancouver they were playing against. Puck came down his way, and he was able to control it and just took a shot at it, got it up in the air so no one could knock it down, and fucking dead red right down the middle. <laughs> That's crazy. Every time I see, I see people talking about this historic Boston Bruins run. I'm like, oh, it never works out, though, right? They're you killing it. it. But and right now, they're killing it. Uh, they made a, a trade with Washington to kind of get some depth, some added uh, muscle for the playoffs. We'll see how it goes. NHL, I mean, like any playoffs, they never, they never anything win, right? can happen. And, you know, just one goalie gets hot at the right time. Same thing in, in baseball. Pitcher gets hot. A batter gets hot. A fucking quarterback gets hot. You know, fucking your your backup shooting guard doesn't fucking miss a shot. You know, how many times we got to see fucking Robert Ori win an NBA title? You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. But I think hockey, hockey that really happens. That's, yeah. that's oh, more yeah. that really happens. You like, see it every, every year. There's always a goalie coming out of the, nowhere to steal good, a fucking series. The good teams in the other sports always win, but they'll have like someone unsung, you know, like a Robert Ori on the Lakers. You know, Kobe and Shaq are doing their thing, and then it's Ori mm. hitting that shot. But when it comes to hockey, bro, you get the fucking Mighty Ducks coming out of nowhere. Fucking, yeah. Fucking shit ups. So that's the thing. All right. Every time you win the Hart Trophy, Odds are you ain't may even making it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Sometimes. That's rough. You get so excited. That's why I hear a lot of people, they're excited, but they're not too excited. It's like, oh, we got to see. Well, that, that's the thing is, like, you can be excited. Same thing with the Mets last year. The Mets won 101 games, and For I was what? very excited. It was, a, it was a great year. It was a hell of a year to be a Mets fan. You're talking about, what, the second most wins they've ever had during the regular season in the team's history, and we're going on 60 years now. But at some point, like, what – you know, like, I want to see them do it in the playoffs. You know, like, obviously, you, you want to see that yes. translate to playoff success. But 
Yeah, and, and they showed they barely showed up in that fucking series with San Diego, but it doesn't erase the fact that I had a great time watching great them during season. the season. Yes, it's just, it's upsetting to end like that, but it's like, yo, uh, how can we be upset about this season? We had like, a great yeah. one team gets to win. So at the other, you know, 29 teams are not accomplishing the ultimate goal. That yes. doesn't mean you can't take any enjoyment away from the season. Yes, unless you're a Yankee fan, right? Where uh, we don't win. It's a bad season. I mean, but there's there's people like that for every team and every fan sure. base. It's oh well, they didn't how many championships? No, they didn't well, oh well, well, you lost it. Come on. Like at some point, fucking enjoy what you have. It's true. It's Even true. some of the worst Met seasons, like and I I say this legit, like obviously I want to see my team win before I die. I would have loved for them to have do it. While my father was still here, we could have shared it because last time the Mets won, I was too young to even remember what happened. Obviously, that'll never happen now. But obviously, I want to see my team win. But in some of the worst seasons have been, as a fan, some of the most fun I've had because games have been cheaper to go to. I've been able to meet people, hang out, go to the ballpark, really enjoy myself. So like the 2012 season, they fucking sucked. But I had R.A. Dickey win the Cy Young win 20 games i went to a shit ton of games you know for like eight dollars or ten dollars you know was able to just really go and hang out and you know it was a good time out for me so take that for what it's worth maybe your level of fandom differs obviously no one is built the same but find the enjoyment in the things you like where you can 100 percent 100 percent and something we enjoyed this week, Gomez, our main event of the evening. Let's talk about it. It was something that people wanted to see us see. They wanted to hear us talk about. So I've, I, like we spoke about this last week, I did not expect this to be like some fucking critical no. smash by any means. I did not expect this to kind of, I thought this was going to be like some stupid, almost B level uh, horror comedy type movie. Instead, this may have one of the biggest promotional budgets since like fucking Avatar. It's true. But like 100%. even a movie like Avatar, you were going to see regardless. Like you just say, oh, fucking cool ass Avatar is coming out. Go see it. Same thing with a Marvel movie. Oh, Marvel movie. Who's in it? Ah, we don't know. Okay. Yeah. Give me a ticket. 100%. This is fucking Cocaine Bear is the name of this movie. That's the legit name of this movie. On the surface, this movie should be VHS only in mom and pop video stores. And yet here we are talking about a major release for an R-rated bear on drugs movie. 100%. I'd be like, oh, man, Joe, we got to watch Cocaine Bear this week. I think it's free on Tubi. So yes. we're going to like, <laughs> you know, like this is not fucking number one in the box office. Probably it's a little early, so we don't have the numbers yet, but I'm sure it's number one. Uh, I I saw it in a wasn't packed, but it was pretty it was pretty full. How was your theater? Same for me. Um, I, I won't say that it was pretty full. I always go to the earliest showing yeah. possible. So for me, it was a 1030 a.m. showing. Oh, okay. So, and but even then, but there, there was people still. There were still people. Yeah, that means something. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. So the movie is exactly what you think it is, right? It's about a bear doing cocaine. Yeah, that's it. It's a slasher yeah. movie. This is a slasher movie where the villain you would call is a this bear. Like a slasher movie, right? Yeah. It's, they're set up like that. There's jump scares. The bear is Jason Voorhees. That's what you're watching, Correct. bro. <laughs> and they do. I'll be honest with you. They do a really good job of kind of building the suspense 
for the moments leading up to the Bears arrival to the point that even when they tease it, it's almost like a false finish in a wrestling match. Even when they tease it, you're still like, oh shit, this motherfucking bear about to catch these dudes right here. And then they like simmer down. It's like, ooh. So they bring you down. They build you up, bring you down. This movie has very, very good pacing. Look at you. Mm. So my thing with the pace, it does, it does do that, which is not a bad thing. But see me, I thought the movie be a little more silly. Not saying that the movie ain't silly. The movie's very silly. But like how you're saying, they'll turn it up, but then the movie comes back down. And to me, I'm like, oh, this movie's going to be balls to the wall, nonstop. And it's not. Yeah, it's not. Well, it's not. So that's that's the complaint. But again, that's me thinking the movie was going to uh, be like that. But it is paced. That's what it's paced like a slasher where you build to the kills. You come down. Fake. Oh, fake. Oh, fake out. Okay. Then you get a crazy kill scene again. And that's the thing, too. So, like, I thought it would be a little more silly and not as bloody. That shit is bloody, bro. The yeah. kills in this movie are crazy. And For even, a mainstream movie? What? Exactly. And even with the kills, they even do a very good job of building up to the level of kills. So, it's not like you're seeing something horrible in the first eight minutes of the movie. You you may you may get like a, a tease or you see something happen in the bushes so you don't see yeah. it. But as the movie goes along, it builds and builds and builds even to the visuals of grotesqueness and gore that you would expect from a quote unquote horror movie. Yeah. But I do agree with you about the silliness of the movie. I was expecting this to just be batshit, off the wall, ridiculousness. And it's kind of not. It's almost treated as more of a serious film in a lot of ways. Yes. And I think we have to say, obviously, this isn't a documentary, but it is based on a true story. So there yes. is legitimacy to the premise of this movie, which in itself is crazy. It's ridiculous. Yes. So that this is true. Like a man was flying over Tennessee, Atlanta, whatever nonsense, and threw with 70 pounds of a, cocaine a plane full of drugs out and so this is the way they would smuggle they they'd have like a cargo a small cargo plane would be piloted they drop all the drugs into an agreed upon area and then you have like the runners whose job it is is to go retrieve all the, the bags woods. so all the drugs get dropped but they basically end up in this national park somewhere in georgia and by the time the crew gets there a bear has gotten into some of the bags and has ingested a decent amount of cocaine and apparently shared it with its baby bears. <laughs> That's true. See, because when you see a bear doing coke, like, you know, it's got to be a lot of drugs. Be a, lot of a, bear. a bear is fucking big. A bear bro. is huge. So for a bear to get fucked up on cocaine, the bear is legit eating bricks. bricks. Coke. <laughs> now, I don't know how true that is, you know, like whatever. But in the movie, to see I, it's fucking comical. It's funny as hell yes. to see the bear kind of pick up with with two paws a brick of cocaine and then just eat it like I would a French fry <laughs> is a dramatically funny visual. I believe the story is uh, they found the bear dead with like eight 
bags of like coke all around Jesus him. Christ. So like this bear, like no one knows what happened in between if the bear fucked shit up, but they know a bear ate a lot of coke. And that but that's that's what works. You take a little bit of an idea and then you run with it. That's that's what you need to do with these based on true stories, right? I don't need to see all that. Just give me a smidge of an idea and run with it. Oh, they ran with it. The bear does coke off of a man's seventh leg. So good. It's yeah. good. It's good. <laughs> I think seeing it with a crowd, the crowd was very into it, laughing, having a good time with there it. There were definitely some moments in the film that were like legit ball-busting laughters. Yes, 100%. Uh, the movie, it's got Ray Liotta. I don't mm-hmm. know if this is his last one. I it's, believe it's one it of, was. I... It's definitely one of his last ones, which is crazy that <laughs> his last movie is a movie called Cocaine. So not only that, but he just got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame this week. And Elizabeth Banks was there uh, doing like a speech in his honor. And obviously she directed this movie. So I do believe this might be his final film. So God bless. He was great in it. I think everyone was good. Everyone played their roles. They had, you know, different character architects all throughout the movie, Mm -hmm. you know, playing their part. I thought everyone was good. The CGI bear looked good. You know, like fucking it shit did up. look I, good. I didn't I, think it looked too bad. Once again, this is like I said in the beginning, we expect this to be like some kind of yes. B level thing. So I go in expecting the bear to look cheap and horrible, and it really doesn't. No, I, the day before I had watched a, a movie called Huge Shark from uh from Asia. Gee, I and wonder boy, what it's about. Those graphics were just like, oh my, I was like, man, I hope the bear looks good tomorrow. I was like, <laughs> I hope the bear looks good because this shark is not good. And the bear looks good, bro. I'm telling you, those kills, whew, I, got, I can't wait to download this and add it to my collection because there's some, some prime kills in this movie that, like we said, you would not expect. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I love that they're making the folks sit through a bear eat someone's intestines like yeah. <laughs> that's pretty crazy <laughs> oh goodness it's good time very good time let me uh hit some music here find out how good of a time we have. oh yeah let's do it Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Cocaine Bear, Joe's autobiography here. At probably a different point in my life, it might have been. <laughs> Where, uh, where's this thing falling on your main man standings here? So when we first heard about this movie, we all know, we all had the same impression of this movie. Then, as it grew to this heavily promoted thing, it was like, wait a minute. I think expectations for this movie have to change now. If they're putting all this money behind promoting this movie, if you watch any kind of streaming service that has ads, you are getting commercials for Cocaine Bear. Whether it's Hulu, YouTube, whatever, you are getting Cocaine Bear ads everywhere. So with that, I think the expectations have to change. And I'm like, is this actually a good movie? Like, are they act because you're not promoting it? It can't be, yeah. Exactly. Like, you're not spending all, all this money. money on something that is just dreck and going to draw people in just so they can leave and talk about how much they hated it, right? Yeah. Then I see the movie, and I had so much fun in this fucking movie. Like Gomez said, it's not as silly as I was really expecting it to be, but. 
the novelty of it, the casting was very good. Everybody played their role. I didn't feel like it dragged really no. in any areas. I thought it no. would like, and I said, and the pacing was really good and they have a way of bringing you up and bringing you back down in a way that made the movie very enjoyable. I think you should go see this movie. Like last week I compared it to snakes on a plane, which is a movie that I enjoy, but it's not as good as this. This is actually a fun time at the movie theater. I'm going to give it a triple and a half main man, three and a half stars. Ooh, baby, I'm right there with you. Three and a half. Even though I thought it'd be more, more silly, that doesn't mean it's not silly. Because yeah. when the bear's fucking shit up, it's fucking silly. There's jokes. There's lots of jokes in the movie. Like, it's a silly movie. So, definitely, I'm not going to give it a negative because of that. Because I still had fun. Yeah. Is there oh. a, a version of this movie that might be even better if they lean into the silly? Maybe. Maybe it's too silly. Maybe too silly wouldn't work. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, there's there's even the one scene that happens at the like the office, the park office or yeah. whatever, and leads into like an ambulance chase. The ambulance was the best. bro. That scene in itself, my God, fucking clip it, put it in a Can't goddamn wait. film yep. museum Can't because that it. needs to be be preserved for all time. It's a great. It's a, and they show some of it on the trailer. On the commercials, they show yes. a bear leaping, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what's gonna happen. I assumed. What was going to happen? I was like, oh, that's not going to happen. No, it happens. <laughs> it happens. It was good. So definitely, Cocaine Bear, bro, check it out. I think, especially if you're on the fence, I think you should see it with a crowd. I really think seeing this with, with a, a packed theater is going to be a fun time. Some yeah, certain and- movies need everyone laughing, going, oh, my God, what? Like, you just need that sometime. And this is this is that type of movie. And go with your friends. Of, it's a good – like, I, I was just about to say the same thing. Go with your friends. Yes. In my theater, there were people talking, like, throughout, like, the whole thing, but not – in an annoying way, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't because no, you're like, into the movie. It was like, because they were into yeah. the movie and you had people like, oh my God, I can't fucking believe this shit. Yes. Like, you That's know, like shit like that. It was like reaction yes. stuff. Yes. And it, it makes it, you know, even more enjoyable. It's like when you go to a wrestling show and the crowd is so into something. Yes, always. Not that it takes over what's happening, but it just adds to the excitement level yes. for what you're seeing. Every every match gets amped up when you got a hot crowd like that. Yeah. Hundred percent, and this is the same thing. Definitely check it out. I wonder. I wonder how it'll play when when it comes on Netflix and stuff. I wonder people like, oh, it was okay. I'm really interested to see if now we're getting through the first week of release. Don't know the box office yet. Like we said, we're recording a couple days earlier than normal. But how will word of mouth go with this movie, and will it start driving up the box office on this film? I I would render a guess to say yes. I think this is actually. You know, is it going to make a billion dollars? No, but I think it's going to do exceptionally well now. I looked real fast. Uh, box office mojo for Friday, it made 8.6 million, so it'll probably be about 30 40 throughout the weekend. That's not bad for a movie about no. a bear doing for a cocaine, cocaine bear movie. Like, like come on, bro, because that's usually like a sweet spot. You put a horror, does it say what the budget for this movie was? Let me see real fast. Uh, I don't see it right here. They don't have a lot of info for this. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. But yeah, so uh, good movie. Can't wait to uh to hear people's reactions for this. I hope people enjoyed it. So yeah, I mean, I would say it definitely lived up to the hype from when we heard, you know, had our first 
mentions of cocaine bear. It was something that we were excited about for different reasons. And I would say, I think it delivered. Yes. Uh, this next week, uh, Creed comes out. I don't think we'll get to the movie. You never know. I might be able to squeeze it in. Are you excited for Creed 3, Joe? I don't know that I'm excited about it. I definitely want to see it, but yeah. it's not necessarily, I feel like, something I need to run out and see. So I'm I'm looking right now for the budget for Cocaine Bear, and it says between 30 and 35 million. So there you go. Gonna make so if you tell me this thing. movie between 30 and 35 million made 8.7 on its first day release, yeah. This is, I think it's going to blow past that. Yeah, so that's good. That's great. We'll get more movies like that. Yes. I'm excited to see what, what's next. Like fucking Quaalude Snake or something. Well, they already announced The Asylum. This is a film company that does, like, uh, whenever there's a movie, they do the bootleg they version. They do the bootleg, yeah. So War of the Worlds, they do an alien attack movie. Transformers, Transmorphers. Like, they yeah. do shit like that. So they already announced Meth Gator is coming <laughs> out this summer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real movie the poster is up on the screen for you to see that's a real thing bro and now i would assume <laughs> meth gator is actually going to be the movie we thought we were getting at first with cocaine yes. bear 100%. <laughs> um also this week joe is uh mandalorian season three starts this week really yes it does so that we'll definitely talk about we could check that yeah, out. yeah i'm 100%. excited for that because the mandalorian has been uh, out of this new the wave of Star, Star Wars things, yeah. it's the thing I've enjoyed but far and away the most. Do you think the first, like, how are they going to explain? Because a lot of stuff happened that didn't happen on The Mandalorian. Like, do you assume that everyone who watches Mandalorian watches Boba Fett? Because well, I, like, honesty, that's a big thing. I just think that the biggest thing that needed to happen was in the, um, that they needed to get you couldn't ha- you couldn't have the Mandalorian show with Grogu and Mando being apart. Sure. And despite this last season finale being such an epic, yeah. I mean, I, I still like almost get Crazy. goosebumps thinking about it now. Like when you're watching that scene unfold and you know the, the dark saber and all this, yeah. and then the X wing comes in and you go, it's great. Oh, an X wing. Okay, fine. Oh, and cool. then you hear someone in the show say. That's it. One single X-Wing. And you're like, wait one second. <laughs> and then what happens in that final scene is just so incredible. Blown away. But the heart of the show is these two being together. And that's why they needed to go back and do... Was that during uh, the Obi-Wan show that they the brought Boba them back? The Boba Fett show. Oh, the Boba yeah. Fett show. Okay. Yeah. That they needed to get these two back together for the premiere of season three. So how that's going to affect? Yeah. You gotta turn it on. And be like, why are they together? What? What? Yeah. What I miss? Like, I mean, I wonder. at this point, if you know, um, if you're a fan, I assume you know. I would think you would watch all the stuff. I'm sure it'll play. You know, or not only that, if you're it. if you're even remotely invested, you're following some kind of storylines yes, sure. or something. So even those episodes were talked about very highly. Right, like those were the best episodes of the Boba Fett show. Yes, when it was secretly like, the main, without <laughs> even questioning it, like blown away. So you know what's coming, and you know what you're walking into. I would think. Now I just hope the season three delivers and doesn't kind of fall into mediocrity because there is a point where the novelty of these two and the cuteness factor of Grogu can kind of wear off. 
have, I don't. I I think may, some people may have reached that already. I haven't. I'm I still into I, it. I, I still want to see it, but I can see where it could happen. I saw a thing that said, uh, "Was well, real fast." It said here, "Mandalorian has no ending plan." John John Favreau's like. We just gonna keep making it till we don't make it. Until like, the wheels no, fall off. Like they know, like oh, four seasons and we're in and out done. Yeah. So we'll see. That's not always hey, a good. Thing. <laughs> it's not always a good thing, but it's not always a bad thing either. Sure. Because if you have a committed ending, then trying to shoehorn the rest of the story, yes. can become rather tedious. So it's just a matter of if they could keep coming up with shit, and it's fun and it's interesting, we're gonna keep watching it. Hundred percent. So that's next week. Definitely talk about that. I'm excited. Oh, but before Ooh. we get to next week, Gomez, mm, I think we should finish this up one. this week. Yeah, let's wrap it. Let's do it. It is now time for the finish. All right, Joe. Big finish time. The wheel is up. And we're spinning it. Oh, ice cream treats. Really? So this is like when you go to 7-Eleven and stuff. Like, you know, you get little things from the little freezer. Stuff like that. Ice cream treats. Here we go. I, like what's considered an ice cream treat? Like a like an ice cream sandwich, like a choco taco, a choco taco, all those things like Look, that. To me, my number one—it's one of my favorite frozen treats ever—is the Oreo ice cream sandwich. I love the Oreo ice cream sandwich. Now you can get them in a store in a box of four. Yes, I will can. eat the entire box before I get out of the fucking parking lot every time, every single time. Not none of those are making it home. Uh, um, we love the uh, the Twix ice cream candy bars. Mm, the best. Got the caramel and got these little candy pieces. Oh, that's so good. Another mm. one for me. Disney World Mickey ice cream of sandwich. Of course. My dad wait. bought me 150. When you're a kid, you know, like your memory is different. But I remember, like the way I remember that Disney trip is the fact that every time we came off a ride, we went directly to the ice cream stand, and this man fed me a billion ice cream sandwiches. And for that reason, every time I go to Disney now, I get an ice cream sandwich because I love my dad. I remember that trip vividly, and it will always stick with me about how much fun I remember that being. Mickey ice cream sandwich. Love it. Um, I mean, we. It's all time, so I mean, we have to talk about the WWF superstar bars, right? That was gonna be my next one. We have to. We have that to. thing it was, was the best. awesome. Like, why can't we get this? Why did they have to fuck with the recipe? What are we doing? They did the WWF superstar ice cream sandwiches a couple years back. You can see a review of those on YouTube.com/slash Joe Shoes if you like. It's not the same. Not the the same. thing that made it amazing back in the day was the cookie. There was that just cookie. something was about like that it. cookie nothing that like was it. stupendous. And you had your collectible trading card inside. On the back of the box, you'd have a cutout so you could have like a Hulk Hogan 
cardboard standee you could put in, on your shelf yes. in your room. <laughs> and you just had that cookie, that ice, the vanilla ice cream with the chocolate coating on the, the back. It coating. just worked. It was so good. And I don't know why we haven't been able to replicate that. We've been able to replicate Ecto Cooler, but we can't do ice cream bars. What are we nuts? Bullshit, bro. It's all the bullshit. Uh, and uh, a Mrs. Fields Chipwich, where the cookie is oh, nice and yeah. soft. It's just mm, so good. I could just see. I love ice cream, bro. See, now Chipwich is like the registered term. Sure. It's the brand name. Yeah. The Chipwich itself has been very surpassed by other brands doing yes. the same type of sandwich. Yes. Like yeah. the Toll House one, I would take over. Yeah, because you get that nice, any. real yeah. cookie instead of that. But well, I still like a chip witch. Yes. But if I have the option, I'm getting a Mrs. Fields. Or Toll. I want that the nice chip cookie. Which gives it. you is the fact that the entire side of the ice cream is has a coating of chips in it. Yes. So the other ones do not do that. They have their chips, but it's more based around the quality of the cookie. Do you, which uh, I would like... rather take over the chip witch yes. anything. Sure. Do you like Klondike bars? Depends on the flavor. Like the basic one is okay. Then they come out with a lot of specialty flavors. They, do have they special got, ones. They yeah. have like Oreos. They have Oreos Reese's good, ones. Yeah. You know. So some of them are good. Um, enjoy them. Wouldn't be my first go-to if you put everything out in front of me. W- wouldn't be the one I jump to. But they're fine. What about? Uh, some people do this. I don't know if they still even have it. When you go to the movie theaters and they have those little like nibs, those little cocoa, like it's like a little ice cream bite, yeah, like, like a little crispy, thing. like a little crunchy guy on top. Those yeah, are always it, fun. It, similar to a bonbon. Um, yes, what, like what a bonbon. Bonbons. Yes, bon bon. Bonbons. I I don't even see anymore. Do they? Even I exist totally anymore? forgot. That's what I mean. Like I I don't I don't really know. I don't think so. When like, you said it, that, it, just like wow. Bonbon bon bon. used to be such a part of the culture. It was always like a yes. joke for like like married with children. It was always a big joke of Peg the the housewife who didn't do any housing, but she would sit on the couch watch Oprah and eat bonbons all day. Like remember, it was like such a big thing, bonbons. So funny, fucking bonbons. I haven't thought about. Oh, I love it. That's why the show's the best, bro. <laughs> bonbons. <laughs> oh well, that's about it for this week, Joe. Hit them with them plugs, uh, guys. Just one more time, uh, thank you to each and every one of you who reached out, offered some form of uh, sympathy or condolences. It is genuinely appreciated, and you know. Life's not fair. Sometimes Goliath kicks the shit out of David. It's the way things go. Um, I will be okay. I go through periods when I am and periods when I'm not. Uh, thank you to to everyone for supporting whatever venture I've involved myself in, whether it be this podcast or the YouTube channel uh, or anything I have to do with the major pod. Um, uh, it's it's appreciated. Go uh, if you're interested. We still have a limited number of my trading cards from BoJ available over at BoJ.com. I believe last I checked, there was about thirty of the blue ones available. The orange ones have sold out already. So go check on that. I feel like a jerk off for pitching merch right now. It doesn't feel like the time. It's just um, you know, it's the timing of everything. So we're doing our show. This is what we do. Yeah. Um. But follow us on all the social media at Card Jomez. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. Ring that bell on YouTube. That way you get alerts for new episodes, new shorts, anything like that. Follow all my stuff uh, at The Joe Shoes. The Gomez 154, Instagram and Twitter. 
And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode, maybe talking about Creed. We'll figure that out, see if we get around to it. Probably not because, well, Gomez will be traveling this week. I'll be doing a lot of traveling this week. But we will make a little time for Mandalorian Season 3. 100%. Yes. Can't wait. So once again, guys, thanks for everything. Genuinely appreciate it. Leave some fucking reviews, you jerk-offs. And otherwise, that's Amore, cowboy. Peace.